one of Ibn Taymiyyah's writings is this book which is called the Al-Wasiyyatul Sughra the concise admonition the importance of this admonition this admonition once we go over we will find it very beneficial because of a great value because it is needed at all times it's concise unlike many of the writings of Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah where mostly he wrote in so much details and it's also easy and contains very profound matters for the Muslim in his travel to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it came from a scholar well excelled in several disciplines he wrote this admonition at an early age he was 36 years old when he wrote it in fact we know that he was born in 661 and he wrote it in 697 as will come over that the name of it is Al-Wasiyyatul Sughra the concise one and it came in response to a question by a person nicknamed Abu Al-Qasim Al-Maghribi most likely related to the city of Sabta on the Mediterranean from the land of Morocco as we said earlier it was written in 697 now what is involved in this admonition number one the admonition concerning taqwa third or second the merits of Mu'adh bin Jabal in which the explanation of the rights of Allah and the rights of his slaves it also involves the explanation of the hadith fear Allah wherever you may be present it also talks about the, in, the impediments which may refrain from inflicting the threats A. Repentance Seeking forgiveness Righteous deeds and calamities Also it speaks about evil and how to protect from evil the meaning of good deeds the meaning of morality and good character the issue of sincerity and how to build up and utilize sincerity for the betterment of the Muslim to discontinue linkage to the creatures and solidify the linkage with Allah 
dependability and upon him as to what are the best deeds the best deeds other than the obligatory ones it also deals with the merits of remembrances and the meaning of remembrances and what the person should do when things are not clear the merits of dependence upon Allah and having good opinion of Him the incitement to have the hereafter as the main goal and many many other things which we will talk about and now to the beginning of the book it is under the following introduction سؤال أبي القاسم القاسم بن يوسف بن محمد التجيبي السبتي the question of أبو القاسم القاسم son of يوسف بن محمد التجيبي السبتي the one who the question of the one who asked. I would like the sheikh the imam العالم the remainder of the salaf تقي الدين أبو العباس أحمد ابن تيمية may Allah bless his stay to admonish me in that which is good in my deen and my dunya my religion my deen and my life and that he directs me to a book that I will benefit from concerning the ilm al-hadith the science of hadith and in other disciplines as well and I would like you to alert me as to the best of deeds after the obligatory ones all of this is I ask you to answer it in brevity and may Allah preserve you Wassalamu alaikum Rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh This tells Reflects Truthfulness of the person Seeking to know about these Important matters That are good for him In this life and the hereafter And in this we learn A benefit And that is to ask the people of knowledge and to have sincerity in that secondly to present the question in a good way so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may bring benefits through the question and through the answer then Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah began his answer he said rahimahullah الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد الحمد لله all praise and the praise 
<coughs> is the opposite of this phrase or blameworthiness and alhamd the phrase is general and the phrase covers the phrase concerning the essence the self of Allah and for his actions and when he said Alhamdulillah it means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who deserves all the praises so that's what it means when we say Alhamdulillah that Allah is the one who deserves all the praises Rabbil Alameen Rabb The Rabb is the Lord. It is one of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it means the one who, to whom belongs the creation, the commandment, and the kingdom. Qala Allah ta'ala about himself, in Surah Al-A'raf, chapter 7, verse 54, أَلَا لَهُ الْخَلْقُ وَالْأَمْرُ To him belongs the creation, the commandment. And in Surah Fatir, 35, 13, اللَّهُ رَبُّكُمْ لَهُ الْمُلْكُ so we read now in Al-A'raf, His is the creation and commandment. And in Fatir 35:13, Such is Allah your Lord, Lord, His is the kingdom. So you have now creation, commandment, and the kingdom. This is the meaning of Ar-Rabb. This is the meaning of the name of Allah, Ar-Rabb. And the Lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon His creation is of two types. The general one covering all righteous, wicked, believers, non-believers. And this pertains to His creating them, providing for them, and guiding them for that which sustains their affairs of this life the second type is the particular lordship the second type is the particular lordship and this is nourishing the believers nourishing them on iman on faith making them succeed and complete it and warding off them the impediments that may stand between them and between him subhanahu wa ta'ala and this could be the secret Allah knows best in that most of the invocations by the prophets involves the name Ar-Rabb involves the name Ar-Rabb 
then in his saying, Shaykh al-Islam, he said, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. An Alameen, all words. All creation. That's what it means. All creation. Then he said, now do the text. Back to the text. He said, Shaykh al-Islam, أَمَّا الْوَصِيَّةُ As to the admonition, فَمَا أَعْلَمُ وَصِيَّةً أَنْفَعُ مِنْ وَصِيَّةِ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ لِمَنْ عَقِلَهَا وَاتَّبَعَ As to the admonition, I have no knowledge better as to what is more beneficial than the admonition of Allah and His Messenger. To the one who comprehends in his heart and looks as to its consequences and withholds himself from that which opposes it. وَاتَّبَعَهَا meaning follows this and acts accordingly. قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى Then he gives this admonition, what it is. قال الله تعالى This is the beginning of his admonition and that this is the best admonition that of Allah and his messenger which came in Surah An-Nisa. He cited the following verse in Surah An-Nisa chapter 4 verse 131 and it وَلَقَدْ وَصَّيْنَا الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ وَإِيَّاكُمْ أَنِ اتَّقُوا اللَّهِ And to Allah belongs all that in the heavens and that is in the earth and verily we have recommended to the people of the scripture before you and to you all Muslims that you all fear Allah and keep your duty to Him. This is the greatest admonition. This is the greatest admonition. And it is from the most perfect one who admonishes. And this is Allah. And this taqwa comprises all good because it is the compliance to the commands and to assistance from all the prohibitions. And that's why they said there isn't any term so much repeated in the Quran like the term At-Taqwa. And we will explain what it means. At-Taqwa. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informed in this verse that this was the admonition to the people who were given the scriptures before. This is inciting the Muslims in order to be ready for it. Lest they may be excelled by the previous nations. Now, what is the meaning of taqwa? What is the meaning of taqwa? Linguistically, linguistically, is to repel something from something else 
by using a certain means and it refers to protection it refers to protect protection meaning اجعل بينك وبين الله كالوقاية put something as a means of protection between yourself and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala meaning from that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hates and or dislikes also linguistically rendering the self protected from what is feared rendering the self protected from what is feared in the Quran the taqwa is mentioned in several places and the meaning differs within each context and the meaning could differ within each context from these terms used where taqwa could mean aw could mean al-khashya aw as in the saying of Allah Ya ayyuhan nasu attaqu rabbakum All mankind have aw attaqu rabbakum ay akhshaw rabbakum It could also mean ibadah worship As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wa ana rabbukum fattaqun and I am your Lord fattaqun here it means Abudun, worship me also it could mean abandoning disobedience it could come in certain contexts to mean abandoning disobedience as in Surah Al-Baqarah in 2 189 meaning la ta'asuhu وَأْتُوا الْبُيُوتَ مِنْ أَبْوَابِهَا وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ Here it means don't disobey him when Allah says so enter houses through their proper doors and fear Allah that you may be successful here it means don't disobey him <coughs> also it could mean التوحيد as in Surah An-Nisa for 131 قال الله تعالى أن اتقوا الله وإن تكفروا فإن لله ما في السماوات وما في الأرض أن اتقوا الله meaning here وحد الله in the context of this verse in سورة النساء أن اتقوا الله have taqwa of Allah وَإِن تَكْفُرُوا and if you disbelieve then verily to Allah belongs the, all that in the heaven and all that in the earth so it came, came here in contrast to disbelief so it refers to belief in tawheed also it could mean al-ikhlas sincerity purity of intention as in surah al-hajj 22 
فاستتروا قال الله تعالى فإنها من تقوى القلوب فإنها من تقوى القلوب أي من إخلاصها لله and whoever honors the symbols of Allah then it is truly from the piety of the heart meaning sincerity of the heart <coughs> now this is concerning the linguistic meaning and concerning the taqwa meanings in the Quran as to the definition of the taqwa the legal meaning they come diverse and they are not in opposition and they are close to the linguistic meaning one of the definitions is that of Talq bin Habib rahimahullah taqwa is you act on obedience to Allah upon a light from Allah hoping for the reward from Allah and that you abandon relinquish the disobedience to Allah upon a light from Allah fearing the punishment of Allah this is the definition of Talq bin Habib may Allah's mercy be upon them Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah himself Rahimahullah defined it as Ismun Ismu Ismu Taqwallah Yajma'u The term Taqwallah Comprises Fi'la kulli Ma amara Allah bihi Ijaban wa istihbaban Wa naha anhu tahreeman wa tanziha Wa hadha yajma'u حقوق الله وحقوق العباد It's a comprehensive term comprising all that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordained as obligatory or recommended or forbade or disliked and this involves that which concerns the right of Allah and the right of his slaves Ibn Rajab rahimahullah Ibn Rajab rahimahullah said aslu at-taqwa an yaj'ala al-'abdu baynahu wa bayna ma yakhafu wa yahdharuhu biqayatan taqihu min The origin of taqwa is that the person puts a barrier between him and that which he fears in order to protect himself from that So therefore the taqwa of the slave concerning Allah is to put, to put between himself and Allah that which he fears of Allah's hate and wrath and his punishment and that means therefore fi'lu ta'atihi wa ishtinabu is to act to be in obedience to his commands and abstaining from disobeying the highest form of taqwa the perfected form of taqwa 
is to act on the obligatory ones, commands, relinquish the prohibitions and the doubtful matters. and to do the allowables and to abandon the dislike this is the highest form of taqwa and that taqwa must be based on ilm, on knowledge so that the person knows the means of protection this taqwa is the wasiyah of Allah, the admonition of Allah to his creation and that of his messenger وسلم, for his ummah as to the fruits of taqwa there are so many number one preservation and protection from the enemies Ta'ala in Surah Al-Imran in 3.120 وَإِن تَصْبِرُوا وَتَتَّقُوا لَا يَضُرُّكُمْ كَيْدُهُمْ شَيْئًا وَإِن تَصْبِرُوا وَتَتَّقُوا لَا يَضُرُّكُمْ كَيْدُهُمْ شَيْئًا But if you remain patient and become pious, not the least harm with their cunning, cunning, with their cunning due to you. And this is a very important verse. In this verse, there is a benefit in our times where many Muslims think that the problems facing the Ummah at large lies in its enemies. And that's why they busy themselves with so much efforts to know of the plotting of the enemies and what the enemies are doing and what, 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 what. This is only a symptom as we have discussed this many times. This verse is in response to this wrong thinking. Meaning, if we really are, if we remain patient and become from the people of taqwa, then what will happen? Consequently, Allah will protect us. Not the least harm will their cunning do to you. Surely Allah surrounds all that they do. So, many who think this way are dealing with the symptom, not the true illness. The true illness is in the ummah being away from Allah, not truly on the path of taqwa, which would bring the victory of Allah and His help. Second fruit of taqwa is help, aid, and companionship. The special help and aid of companionship. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described in Surah Al-Nahl, 
16 128 إن الله مع الذين اتقوا والذين هم محسنون Truly Allah is with those who fear him Keep their duty unto him And those who are muhsinun, good doers The third fruit is Deliverance from hardships and difficulties And The Bestowing of provisions from ways the believer does not even think of. This is stated in 65, 2-3 And whoever fears Allah and keeps his duty to him, he will make a way for him to get out from every difficulty. Not only that. And in the next verse, وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا And he will provide him from sources he never could imagine. And the fourth fruit of taqwa is the accomplishment of ease attaining ease in matters as in the next verse the same chapter the same chapter verse 4 وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مِنْ أَمْرِهِ يُسْرًا and whoever puts his trust in Allah then he will suffice him Verily Allah will accomplish his purpose And from the fruits of taqwa Is the acceptance of deeds The acceptance of deeds Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says In chapter 5 verse 27 إِنَّمَا يَتَقَبَّلُ اللَّهُ مِنَ الْمُتَّقِينَ Verily Allah accepts from those who are pious and beautiful to Him. At the end of the verse, Verily Allah accepts only those, only from those who are المتقين. From the fruits of taqwa is, the most honorable in the sight of Allah are the pious ones. The most honorable in the sight of Allah are the pious ones. As in Surah Al-Hujurat 49, 13. Verily the most honorable of you with Allah is that believer. Who has a taqwa From the fruits of taqwa is Safety from the hell Being safe from hell In Surah Maryam we read In 
وإن منكم إلا واردها كان على ربك حتما مقضيا ثم ننجي الذين اتقوا ونذر الظالمين فيها جثيا Then we shall, there is not one of you but will pass over it over hell. And this is what your Lord, with your Lord a decree which must be accomplished. Then we shall save those who used to fear Allah and were dutiful to Him. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from them. From the fruits of taqwa is the admittance to paradise. The admittance to paradise. قال الله عز وجل in Surah Al Imran in three one thirty three. وجنة عرضها السماوات والأرض أعدت للمتقين. وجنة عرضها السماوات والأرض أعدت للمتقين. And March forth in the way which leads to forgiveness from your Lord and for paradise as wide as are the heavens and the earth prepared for the muttaqeen. Ninth fruit. Allah's love for the pious. Allah's love for the pious. Allah Azza wa Jal in Surah At-Tawbah, chapter 9, verse 4. إن الله يحب المتقين إن الله يحب المتقين Surely Allah loves the muttaqeen the pious ones and the tenth thirteenth tenth eleventh and twelfth fruit is safety from fear and worry and grief and attaining the glad tidings in this life and the hereafter and the great reward all of these are in Surah Yunus in chapter 10 62 64 Ta'ala Ala inna أولياء الله لا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون الذين آمنوا وكانوا يتقون This is the definition of the awliya لهم البشرى في الحياة الدنيا لهم البشرى في الحياة الدنيا وفي الآخرة لا تبدين لكلمات الله ذلك هو الفوز العظيم No doubt verily the awliya of Allah are those who believe in his oneness they shall have no fear and no grief they are the ones who believe and were pious and they used to fear Allah so much what they will have for them are glad tidings in the life of the present world and in the hereafter no change can be in the words of Allah this is indeed the supreme one Meaning here in the decree of Allah concerning them. And the next fruit of taqwa, number 14. Allah makes 
or gives the pious the ability to distinguish the truth from falsehood. Allah gives the pious person the ability to distinguish the truth from falsehood. Allah Ta'ala in Surah Al-Anfal, Allah states in Surah Al-Anfal, chapter 8, verse 29, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu, in tattaqu allaha, yaj'al lakum furqana. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu, in tattaqu allaha, yaj'al lakum furqana. Oh, who you believe, if you obey and fear Allah, He will grant you your furqan, a criterion, to judge between right and wrong. Fifteen and sixteen. Expiation of sin and magnification of reward. Expiation of sins and magnification of reward. Allah Azza wa Jal وَمَن يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يُكَفِّرْ عَنْهُ سَيِّئَاتِهِ وَيُعْظِمْ لَهُ أَجْرًا In 65.5 Whoever fears Allah and keeps his duty to him, he will remit his sins from him and will enlarge his reward. 17. Piety is the road for knowledge. Allah Azza wa Jal in Surah Al-Baqarah, in 2, 282. وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ وَيُعَلِّمُكُمُ اللَّهِ So be afraid of Allah, and Allah teaches you. Be afraid of Allah, and Allah teaches you. And Allah, Allah is the all-knower of each and everything. Eighteenth, At-Taqwa is the means of success. Allah Azza wa Jal in Al-Baqarah 2, 189, وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ so it's the means to attain success. وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ And fear Allah that you may be successful. And fear Allah that you may be successful. Nineteenth. At-taqwa is the best of provision. Allah Ta'ala in 2, 197. وَتَزَوَّدُوا فَإِنَّ خَيْرَ الزَّادِ التَّقْوَى وَتَزَوَّدُوا فَإِنَّ خَيْرَ الزَّادِ التَّقْوَى And take a provision with you for the journey. But the best provision is a taqwa. Piety. Righteousness. So fear me, O men of understanding. Twenty. A taqwa is the best adornment. At-Taqwa is the best of adornments. Qa'allahu Azza wa Jal in Surah Al-A'raf in 7, 
O children of Adam, we have bestowed raiment upon you to cover yourselves. Such are among the verses of Allah that they may remember. And as an adornment and the raiment of righteousness that is better. Such are among the verses of Allah that you may remember. The good outcome, 21, the good outcome is for taqwa and the muttaqeen. Allah Ta'ala in Surah Taha 20, 132, وَالْعَاقِبَةُ لِلْتَّقْوَى وَالْعَاقِبَةُ لِلْتَّقْوَى and in Al-A'raf 7, 128 We provide for you and the good end, meaning paradise, is for the muttaqin. And in Al-A'raf, in 7, 128 The good end, and the good outcome, meaning paradise, and the next one is attaining protection and friendship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala in Surah Al-Anfal in chapter 8, 34, In awliya'uhu illa al-muttaqun. In awliya'uhu illa al-muttaqun. None can be its guardian except Al-Muttaqun. But most of them know not the pious. 22. Naylul Barakat. Attaining the blessings. Attaining the blessings. The blessings. Allah Ta'ala in Surah Al-A'raf 796. لَفَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ بَرَكَاتٍ مِّنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ And if the people of the towns had believed and had taqwa, certainly we should have opened for them blessings from the heavens and the earth. But they belied the messengers. So we took them with punishment for what they used to earn for their shirk and their wrongdoings. The Salaf's admonitions regarding taqwa the Salaf's admonitions regarding taqwa. The righteous predecessors, may Allah's mercy be upon all of them, used to admonish each other regarding this greatest admonition, taqwa. Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, he used to say in his sermon أما بعد فإني أوصيكم بتقوى الله وأن تثنوا عليه بما هو أهل It proceeds then, then that I admonish you to fear Allah and to be pious and that you praise Him in all the praise He deserves and then at the time of death 
And when Umar was called in, he admonished Umar. And the first thing he told Umar, اتق الله يا عمر فير الله عمر and Umar himself wrote to his son Abdullah may Allah be pleased with all of them أما بعد فإني أوصيك بتقوى الله عز وجل فإن من اتقاه وقاه it proceeds that I admonish you to have taqwa of Allah, to fear Allah and be dutiful to Him. For the one who fears Him, Allah will protect him. And whoever is thankful to Him, وَمَنْ شَكَرَهُ زَادَهُ Allah will give him more. فَجْعَلِ التَّقْوَى نَصْبَ عَيْنَيْكَ So make the taqwa Always before your eyes. وَجَلَاءَ قَلْبِكَ And the clearance of your heart. Ali bin Abi Talib. May Allah be pleased with him. When he used to assign one to lead a detachment, he would tell him, أُوصِيكَ بِتَقْوَى الله. الذي لا بد لك من لقائه. I admonish you to fear Allah and be dutiful to Him, the one whom you will certainly, inevitably, going to meet, and He one who وهو يملك الدنيا والآخرة, the one who possesses this life and the next one. Omar bin Abdul Aziz, who is known as the even the fifth hadith Rahimahullah wrote to a man the following letter he said Usika Bitakwallahazawajal I admonish you to fear Allah Alati Layakbalugaira the taqwa which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept other than it. Wala yarhamu illa ahlaha and will not bestow mercy except upon its people. وَلَا يُثِيبُ إِلَّا عَلَيْهَا and does not reward except for it. فَإِنَّ الْوَاعِضِينَ بِهَا كَثِيرٌ Those admonitions regarding taqwa are many. وَالْعَامِلِينَ بِهَا قَلِيلٌ But those who are acting accordingly are few. جَعَنَ اللَّهُ وَإِيَّاكَ مِنَ الْمُتَّقِينَ May Allah make me and you from amongst the pious. Amen. Said to Yunus bin Ubaid, Awsini. He said to Yunus bin Ubaid, one of the righteous predecessors, Rahimahullah, a man asked him, Admonish me. He said, Awsika bi taqwallahi wal ihsan. I admonish you to fear Allah and I admonish you goodness. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْا وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ مُحْسِنُونَ Verily, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, those, is with those who are pious and those who are good doers وَقَالَ لَهُ رَجُلٌ يُرِيدُ الْحَجِّ A man came to him and asked him this man was intending to go for hajj for pilgrimage he said to him أَوْصِنِي admonish me فَقَالَ لَهُ اتَّقِ اللَّهِ 
فمن اتقى الله فلا وحشة عليه fear Allah for the one who fears Allah there is no loneliness and no strangeness with him one of the successors was approached by a person at the time when he was dying and he was asked awsina admonish us he said awsikum bikhatimati surat al-nahl inna allaha ma'al ladhina attaqaw wal-ladhina hum muhsinun I admonish you by the latter part of chapter al-nahl surat al-nahl chapter 16 Verse 128 Verily Allah is with those who are pious And the good doers One of the righteous predecessors Wrote to a brother <coughs> he, told, he wrote him the following letter O seeker bitaqwa Allah I admonish you to have fear of Allah. فَإِنَّهَا أَكْرَمُ مَا أَسْرَرْتِ Verily, it is the most honorable of that which you conceal. وَأَزْيَنُ مَا أَظْهَرْتِ And the most beautiful of that which is manifest. وَأَفْضَلُ مَا أَدْدَخَرْتِ And the best that I had reserved, but what you may preserve. أَعَانَنَ اللَّهُ وَإِيَّاكَ عَلَيْهَا May Allah help me and you to carry it on. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us its reward. Shu'aba, rahimahullah. He said, whenever I used to go out, I used to say to the al-hakam, alaka haja, do you want something? Do you need something? He used to say, O Sika, I admonish you. Bima awsa bihim nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mu'ad ibn Jabal. I admonish you the admonition which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam admonished mu'ad when he told him, Ittaqillaha haythu ma kunt fear Allah wherever you may be present. Watba'a sayyi'ata al-hasanata tamfuha. And make the good deed follow the bad one to wipe it out. And treat people in good ways. Then Shaykh al Islam Rahimahullah proceeded saying, And he gave this hadith and which we will talk about inshallah tomorrow. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم This concludes the first session with this uh, great admonition the concise admonition by Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah رحمه الله تعالى وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين